Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. Matt Furor is a talented actor who can do drama, comedy, and takes risks, and he continues on my Christmas marathon. Here's the promo he did for me, and then Matt in a moment. Hello, my name is Matt Frewer, and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk. Come on, join along, jump on the bandwagon, everybody else has. Oh God, another hayride. You'd think a conversation with Matt Frewer would be a lot of fun, and it certainly was. He's playing Daedalus on the television series Olympus, and this actor has certainly played all kinds of roles. Comic, tragic, pathos, you name it, he's done it and also impacted a lot of great sci-fi movies and television. Here is my conversation with Matt Frewer, Talking Daedalus on Olympus. I've actually uh, just seen the pilot of Olympus, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I really love um, Greek mythology. I kind of... That was like my introduction before superheroes and comics. So, well, yeah, it kind of was the uh, the precursor to uh, the Marvel comics domain, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure was. They even borrowed you know, one. I of mean, them all too. that mythology is uh, certainly apparent in in you know, Batman, Superman, all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Marvel even borrowed one of the Norse gods and turned him into a comic book hero, too. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. I'm so sore. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> you know, what I, I like about this character is, um, you know, he's he's the smartest guy in the room, and you mentioned during the interview that he's like Sherlock Holmes, which you've played in the past, and quite well, by the way. And uh, also um, that he kind of has some baggage a little bit, too, and... You know, he he kind of has uh, an emotional weight on him. Kind of talk about this guy and and how you kind of found your way to him. Well, how uh, how I found my way to the character and how I found my way to the part are two different things. I'd worked with um, Nick Willing before, right, uh, on Alice uh, playing the White Knight in the the Alice miniseries. Nick presented this character to me, and he's a very very interesting fellow because he's. Um, He's full of rage. He's full of self-loathing. He's he's grief-stricken. When we uh, first meet him, um, he uh, feels responsible for uh, his son's death because he invented mm. this these, uh, this flying machine, and uh, and his son Icarus got too close to the sun, and yeah. uh, his hubris uh, um, let him fall to his death. This uh, kind of nihilism and cynicism is is, is eating away at uh, at Daedalus. It's a it's a, a very interesting character because he uh, he manages to keep all this at, at bay through his work, yeah. which of course is his is is the god that uh, that that he worships uh, to to uh, at the expense of of everything, including love. So it's a it's a very interesting kind of. Uh, nihilistic, self-destructive in a way, character, you know. Yeah. And what's interesting is he kind of shares that quality with Sherlock Holmes a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the they, they kind of privacy of that, uh, of, of that kind of intellect uh, isolating you from the world. I mean, and it, it's, a, it's an interesting point because uh, there's, a, there's a, a literal power that uh, he and his Son, uh, Daedalus and Icarus were uh, were locked up in, but but also the the figurative ivory tower that uh, 
you know, isolates him from the rest of the world, which is his intellect. He's imprisoned by King Minos, and it's kind of like one of these deals where you can have everything you want to build things and, and to use your intellect. You just can't leave. <laughs> so, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, exactly. You get all the to- all the tools and and all the all the the toys. Do whatever you want. Experiment. Let uh, let your intellect go crazy. But um, it, it's locked within these four walls because you have to serve serve me. So there's no freedom for this boy. Yeah. <laughs> also interesting about uh, about the the series that I liked. Uh, and by the way, the flying machine looked a little Da Vinci to me. So you kind of beat him to the punch, which is cool. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well, is is this riddle? That that uh, that Queen Medea has to solve because uh, it essentially you get free passage to Olympus, which is part of the you know the thing of the show. And, and how does Daedalus kind of get involved with the uh, with the riddle? Um, well, he. Uh, you don't have to give a spoiler, but you know, just kind of. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying to sort of keep it sort of at arm's length in uh, in talking about. <laughs> Well, let's talk about something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, he um, he's you know fascinated by the uh, by by the gods and the and the control that they they mm-hmm. have over man, and uh, comes to this comes to this conclusion that the uh, that the the god is within us and uh, and still still needs to be destroyed, you know. Uh, but it, but of course his great tragedy, as I pointed out, is that the, his God is, is his work. Yeah. And, uh, once he realizes that it's, he's able to pass that on, then, mm-hmm. then he's, he's okay with himself. And I, I, I can't, I can't say anymore. No, no, that. it's, that was good. That was very good. Um, <laughs> as, uh, saying everything and yet nothing. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was good. No, it's, it's, you know, I, I like a little tease and that was good. That was very good. Oh, do you? <laughs> uh, and also, it's, it looks interesting from what I've seen from, you know, just photographs and things and just getting from the first episode and kind of meeting Medea really well is that I think there could be an interesting relationship with her on the series coming up. I think that's fair to say that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's got an agenda, too. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's right. And every everyone does have have an agenda and everyone has their uh, their their own separate journey and uh you know you, you, you know given that i'm kind of rejected by my own son uh my one of one of my goals is to uh overcome my grief you know what's interesting is um is the use of green screen on the series you know that looks uh, it looks some some of the visuals were you know were you almost want to pause the <laughs> wanted to pause the movie just to watch it to see the visuals yeah i know it's astounding what they what they achieved i mean there's so so many green screen shots and so much of this was was done in green screen i I'd, I'd done quite a bit of green screen before so yeah. i uh, i knew what was involved and and you know the whole business of okay now imagine the uh, pterodactyl 6 feet above your head and you're kind of waving at nothing or waving or worse waving at a a, a tennis ball on a stick thinking i hope this isn't going to be too big you know <laughs> <laughs> extensive doesn't begin to describe it let me put it this way by the end of the first week of filming i so loathed the color green, I couldn't order a salad at the restaurant. You know, it was just, uh, it, it, it was just unbelievable. But um, yeah, I mean, all all credit to uh, the the effects guys, the crew were were just astounding because cool. uh, 
Yeah, the uh, we managed to fit ten pounds in a in a one pound bag, and, and <laughs> uh, some of the some of the the backdrops are are absolutely spectacular. As as the good old IMDb says, you're in about seven episodes. Is that about right? No, um, that's incorrect. It's okay. I, I'm in uh, the twelve of the thirteen. I show up oh, in wow. episode two. Nice and uh, crash land my flying machine uh, rather like Harrison Ford on a golf course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I go right through the, the whole series. Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, after you crash, it's kind of like the game is afoot, if I can use a Holmesian reference there. <laughs> yes, you may, and uh, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, then the, the hobbits gather and uh, head to Mount Doom, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got to destroy <laughs> that ring, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but the hairy feet. That's right, that's right, I'll tell you, that's great. Now, I'm looking forward to it, um, and I know Amanda Tapping directed. Did you get a chance to work with Amanda at all? Yeah, we sure did, yeah, she's oh, cool. great. Actually, we had uh, we had a terrific time, and uh, it was actually really really nice to have a, a woman's touch come in. Yeah, uh, you know, with the uh, you know the the blood and guts kind of um, uh, you know almost Spartacus vibe of, of some some of the stuff to you know to to come in and uh, um, uh, have a have a, a slightly more feminine energy was was good too. So it, you know it, it it really helped you know shape the series. It's great. She's terrific, and she's had extensive green screen experience working yeah, on her, yeah, working yeah. on her own shows, including yep. Stargate and, and uh, Sanctuary. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's great. There's more with Matt Frewer, so stay tuned on my holiday Christmas marathon. Let's get back to Matt Frewer. Lately, I've been seeing you turn up in some really cool things. That's been so great to watch. Uh, oh, thanks, Tony. Yeah, no, I'm I'm blessed that way. So. Uh, yeah, long may it continue. This is the sound of me touching wood and knocking on my forehead. So. <laughs> you had a librarian this summer that he was a great character. And, uh, you know, you just, that's one thing about you is if, if there was a phrase that fits you perfectly is you, you're, you pick characters that are outside the box and bring your own spin on it. Or maybe it's a regular character and you approach it outside the box. And I think that's well, what makes it delightful. Well, thank you. And certainly with librarians, it's always good to, to play a character who's immortal because they can't kill you off. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And then, uh, of course, on Orphan Black, I mean, which has been one of my favorite shows from really from the jump. It's been a terrific show. And, uh, yeah. you know, the moral issues of cloning. And she is just a force of nature. She's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tatiana, she's extraordinary what she's done on the show, and uh, and and still hammering it out, and no signs of them killing her. So she's winning the battle. I mean, uh, no sign of uh, of fatigue setting in, and uh, you know, and certainly on my time on the show, uh, you know, managed to maintain her good humor throughout it all too. So uh, all power to her, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I also we we watched uh, you and the Nick as well in uh, episode number one, and that was a nice little part for you. I really enjoyed it. Oh, the operation scene was a little difficult, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> difficult to watch. Uh, yeah, and uh, very graphic in that kind of uh, Victorian, you know, brass instruments and Bunsen burner sort of queasy kind of way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good character and, and uh, fun to appear in, in ensuing episodes too because I, I come back and flashbacks and, and so on. And uh, yeah, another character where I die on screen. I'm actually, I'm trying to get it out of the way for real life. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's great. And, and Falling Skies, of course, uh, a, a different part. He was more of a of a you know straight militaristic kind of guy. Yeah. No, I've been uh, been very lucky to uh, you know I, I I've always felt that uh, when you're on your deathbed, the idea is to say that you've done a lot of different interesting things, not uh, yeah. how expensive your lining is for your coffin. So that's right. I've uh, been been very lucky that way. I have to mention one uh, two other things, and I just thought the character you played in Taken, the miniseries, he it was just with so much pathos. I was just he really struck a really good chord with me, and I still remember him to this day. He's a good character. Oh, thank you, thanks, Tony. Yeah, it um, that was uh, an interesting one to do because uh, you know he was the one guy on the show that wanted to be taken by the aliens more than anyone, and of course he's the only one that wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> fascinating part to play because he, he really was one guy who had one foot on Earth and uh, wished to have an, another foot uh, on the spaceships, but uh, it was denied, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's more Sci-Fi Talk, so stay tuned. Back on Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Tony Tolotto. And, of course, Eureka, I mean, that was... Um, that You got to play with this guy a little bit, and that was fun, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, uh, you know, <laughs> they, the, in the pilot, he was just really a sort of four-line character, and, you know, we kind of... You know, went to, went to town with that, with a, you know, and the I just kept stretching the surgical tubing. It was it was good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's been so many. It's been it's been great to to see your work and, and Max Headroom, of course, is uh, that was groundbreaking even to this day. And, and it's uh, people still talk about Max. It's amazing. Yeah, you, you know, it really was from the you know, there's a a move to foot a foot to bring him back and uh, we'll see what happens because uh, you know the the whole uh, conceit with the show is that it was 20 minutes into the future and of, of course we've arrived now so <laughs> that's right it, it would be interesting to to see max in a digital world i mean and there we were back in the in the mid 80s trying to uh create a digital world, but but doing it in in an analog fashion, yeah. and taking kind of eighteen, nineteen hour work days to to achieve that. And of course, it's the sort of thing now that any kid with a laptop could do in five minutes. You know, I think that's the biggest change I've seen is people can do special effects at home. It's just yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, just just astounding. I mean, it. Uh, uh, and and it is that business of well, do you do you sit back and just watch it all happen, or or do you do you jump in and and it, and uh, you know do you get swept up by that and sucked down the tube? I yeah. Mean, you, you know, every time I open up my laptop, I have this <laughs> I have this debate with myself to tweet or not to tweet. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know. And and it's the it's the whole sort of Facebook thing of me and my. 4,000 friends who will never come to my funeral. <laughs> uh, but, but they will talk about you for a long time. But they'll time. talk about it. That's right. In, in memoriam. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think, look what happened with, the, you know, the late Leonard Nimoy passing and how social media just totally went crazy that day. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and rightly so, of course, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it's a, it's an extraordinary thing, isn't it? I mean to to see kind of digital mourning going on. I mean it's it's quite it's quite weird, and uh, 
uh, inspiring in a, in a lot of ways and, and kind of, and, and frightening in a lot of other ways, particularly for someone who, uh, didn't grow up with it, you know, who, yeah. who, uh, sort of saw it suddenly take off and God, did it ever take off. So, uh, I think it's here to stay. I think so. My prediction. I think so. <laughs> and I, I think it's going to morph into something else too. So yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, I think, I'll, I think eventually you'll have pictures and people, I mean, there's pictures now. So, Probably some kind of video will happen on Twitter. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, same yeah. sort of thing, but with holograms, I suppose. Holograms or just some kind of video, you know, short video you can put in there and uh, yeah. and communicate. But like that. you said, I mean, I, you know, uh, how fast does that happen from telegrams to holograms in, in 30 short years? You know? Yeah, it's really amazing. It, it's, it actually blows my mind. When yeah, I seriously. when I remember color television was a big deal when I was growing up. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, the old rabbit ears and everything. Oh, yeah. Betraying our age, but yeah. And that strange UHF antenna. I never got the wires. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I know. I know. And when it didn't work, you just sort of ram a wire coat hanger in there and everything was fine. Yeah, I've been guilty of that. I really have. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. It's like, you know, you got to improvise. And, and computers, oh, man, forget that. That's like, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, well, that's it. I mean, it was only in the in the eighties when you know Don Johnson was lugging around a, a, a two foot cell phone. Yeah, which that's was right. More like like an old army walkie talkie than you know than the than the things now. You know. Yeah. And, and now you've got a you know a watch that you can wear that tells you how many calories you're burning that you're you've been spending too long sitting. It's it's basically like having a Jewish mother strapped to your wrist. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> like I, I just, I don't need anything else to nag me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it's great. I mean, what, uh, what do you uh, have coming up for yourself? Because, uh, um, well, it turned down a bunch of things. There's a couple of things on the on the horizon which which seem interesting. I've written something which looks as though it's going to go. So that's going to. Um, uh, occupy me for the next little while and, uh, and, and just, just waiting and then, and then, uh, waiting and picking, you know? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see and, and, and hopefully I choose wisely. Well, that, you're, that's a good position to be in to be able it to sure choose. It sure is. I mean, I, you know, anytime I, 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 if I've got, you know, more than one thing to decide about, uh, you know, one has to remind oneself that most people aren't in that position, mm-hmm. particularly in, in our business. So, uh, anytime it happens, I'm, uh, you know, you know, I have to kind of stop being fussed and start, start being grateful. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you ever interested in Greek mythology at all as a kid or young person? Yes and no. I mean, you know, I was, uh, I, I, I always, knew that it, it formed the basis of, of every good story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since the, the days when uh, people with a lot of hair on their backs were sitting around campfires, uh, literally chewing the fat, um, yeah. then it, it was a, uh, it formed the basis for, for every, every story we, we have today. And uh, yeah. I always had that appreciation for it, that it was, it was something that, that helped define the the human condition, and and uh, you know, we owe a great debt to the to the Greeks to uh, to start us off in the in the right way because we've been trying to get it right ever since, you know. Yeah, we we keep trying, which yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, if we but stop, that's we're a great trouble. thing, isn't it? I mean, that's the you know the 
the part of the human struggle and and what they what they managed to uh, to articulate so well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is I I, I love Greek mythology. I kind of grew up with it, as I said earlier, and yeah. uh, it's nice to see a show about this. And uh, you know, I like Hero. I I kind of uh, I kind of connected with him a little bit, and uh, you know, I liked his journey so far that I saw in episode one, and really want to see more. So it should be. Yeah, you know, and Tom, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, a, a lovely fellow with a very pure heart. He's allowing that to come out in this character, and 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 hopefully. Uh, Everyone who watches will feel the same as you, and 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 connect to them. He's our guy, and uh, and we'll we'll take him through the the whole show, you know. Yeah, I'm interested what Nick does because I, I really loved Alice, which you were in, and Tin Man was pretty cool too. It was a different spin on the Wizard of Oz, and he, you know, so he kind of approaches things a little differently, and and uh, he's already kind of setting his own template for the series from even right from the first he, episode. He is, you know, and um, he. He's he's somewhat of a you know everyone always kicks around this, the phrase maverick filmmaker, but he he really is. He does um, that's probably one of the reasons why I, I connected with him so meaningfully over the years. I think is because uh, we we both sort of think outside the box, as you pointed out earlier, <laughs> and and he um, is such a broad-minded master of his of his craft and is he's a wonderful storyteller and amazing writer just a, a, a fantastic leader with a just a, a great visual eye and uh, a masterful joyous crazy character you know who, <laughs> I, I just love working with him so i can't say enough about nick you know that i think if you strip away everything a director does i think that's the main thing he has to be as a, a director, a producer, a writer, a storyteller. Yeah. Just tell an entertaining story. That is, that is the most basic thing you have to do. Yeah, and that's a, that's what it boils down to. And you know, the more more stuff I do, the the more you realize that you kind of uh, it's what you you take away. And you know, it's the old Michelangelo thing of, of keep stripping away chunks of the rock and reveal the the sculpture within. And and it's. Uh, it's finding uh, the simplicity. It, it gets distilled down into what it's meant to be. He's he's found that over the years. He he's really brilliant at that. Just kind of distilling a moment down into into what it's what it's meant to be, and finding the kind of the clarity and purity in that. It's uh, it's a, a real uh, a real pleasure to work with somebody who who knows what they want. You know, and that that's probably what it boils down to more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I really want to thank you for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I've been watching you for quite a while longer than I want to admit. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I'm up I'm up there myself, so but uh, you know, I've got a few gray hairs to say the least. Uh, well, at least you've got some to talk about. Well, very few, very <laughs> few, but I have a few. <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's I lost mine in a in a vicious backcombing accident a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, mine mine just kind of fled individually <laughs> on that, their own. That's right. <laughs> they that's just right. They, like lemmings jumping yes, over the cliff. Yeah, it was kind of like this way, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I, oh wait, <laughs> I lost I lost a few more here today. Look at that. But, uh, <laughs> but I I don't miss combing my hair. I don't. Oh yeah, I know. See, you see, see, 
Yeah, just, you're a cup half full kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I try to be. I try to be. And 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 lo and behold, the cup is half full of hair. Look, <laughs> that's <alopecia>. right. <laughs> yeah, that in my comb usually <laughs> was, that's right. was the way it was. But uh, yeah. I don't mind growing old. It's the alternative I'm not too thrilled about. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You know, so uh, I try to yep. try to stay alive as much as I can. Yep. Thanks Lucky again, then. sir. I hope we talk again because it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, same here, Tony. Thanks so much, man. Okay, take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Thunderbird TV and also the Sci-Fi Channel. Olympus will begin next week on Sci-Fi. Check your local listings. And it looks pretty good. Some of the effects that we talked about uh, were pretty impressive, and, and you'll want to use the pause button for sure. Great to talk to Matt. He was fun, and uh, as we all heard here, and I can't wait to talk to him again. He's such a delight. Until next time, this is Tony Tolato. Thanks so much for listening.